This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kathy Worthington. Today on Late Boomers, our guest is Tanya Eberhardt, who knows everything there is to know about the power that personal branding has on a business. She is the founder of Brandface, the only personal branding firm across the globe designed to help business professionals professionals stand out, outmarket, and outsell their competition. And I'm Mary Elkins. Tanya is the co-host of the podcast, Be Bold Branding, with Brandface's COO, Michael Carr. And she's an international best-selling author of four books on personal branding, two of them she co-wrote with Michael. She is a keynote speaker and has designed personal branding programs to help professionals be the stars in their businesses. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you, ladies. I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, We're I'm happy really, to have you. We're very glad. Please tell our listeners about your background and what led you to form Brandface. Well, that's a pretty interesting background. Uh, not very glamorous, I might say, but interesting nonetheless. I uh, started um, my career selling vacuum cleaners door to door, actually, and I did it to pay my way through college. And that's where I got my first taste of personal branding, even though I didn't know that it was called that at the time. I'd never even heard the term. This was back in 1986, seven. And so I did that for a while. And I, that's when I realized, okay, I can't just walk up to somebody's door and say, get out your checkbook. I need (laughs) you to buy a vacuum. It didn't work like that. You had to kind of tell a story, Um, tell somebody, position yourself properly and say, this is what I'm doing. This is why would you help me, you know, and kind of build on that story. So I did that very effectively. I did that for three years. And then I was discovered by somebody in the radio industry when I sold them a vacuum cleaner. They said, you should come and apply for a sales position. And that, when I got to radio, that is really where I understood the power that personal branding can have in a business. Because I would go to these functions, networking functions, and I would see these business owners come in the door and they were almost like rock stars. And I thought, who are these people and why is everybody scrambling to talk to them? And I realized then that those those most popular ones like celebrities, they had one thing in common. They were the face and the voice of their own business. So they were in their radio commercials, their newspaper ads, their TV commercials. We didn't have internet back then. 
So, so um, that's when I really realized, shoot, I could do something with this, right? So I started inviting a lot of my own clients into the studio, teaching them how to do that same thing and become local celebrities in their own right. And then fast forward, you know, two, almost two decades later, I was still in the media world. And that's when I left. I started a small agency for a little while, did that. But, but my passion throughout all of that was the personal branding, helping people become that well-known, recognizable business star. And so that's why in 2012, I started writing the Brandface book. Um, and then I quickly realized this should be a business. And that's kind of how it all came to fruition. A true entrepreneur. Yes. You are. Just solve your own problems as you go. And then you teach everybody else how to solve some of those same problems. And uh -huh. that's, <laughs> that's where the ideas come from. That's very intuitive you and such great advice for people who are looking to get into business. And finding a partner in business can be a daunting experience as well as selling sure vacuum cleaners. <laughs> but how did you come to partner with Michael on Brandface? What was it about him and his experience that you thought would make an ideal partner? Oh, well, it's actually a funny and a beautiful story. So I, um, I, I met Michael through my aunt, who was who who is one of his real estate agents. And so she was in her 70s at the time. And he, he uh, was in was, real estate. She's doing real She's doing real estate. Michael does real estate as well. He still does. And she started working with him and she told him his marketing was terrible. She said, you need to talk to my niece. And so um, she linked us up together and um, he became a client within just a few weeks. He gave me a really hard time at first, though, I must say. He says, oh, I don't need I have had five others just like you. I don't need another one. And it's like, please, <laughs> you have not. And so we went back and <laughs> forth and I said, no, you haven't met anybody like me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work with you. And this is how we're going to do it. Right. And he finally gave in. And he literally did every single thing that I recommended to him and his personal brand really just shown in his, in his local area. And in the first year of working with him, his business, his revenue literally quadrupled. And wow. since that time, that was back in 2013, since that time, his business has doubled every single year, doubled or more every year since that time and he will sit here beside me today and tell you that every bit of it he believes is is due to his brand and putting into play those branding principles every single day there's nothing that we do around here that we don't stop and say how does that fit into the brand how can the brand be infused into that how do we continue to get that story out there and so uh, about a year after, you know, when I, when we saw how well it was going, I said, Hey, I'm going to do another book in this series called brand face for real estate professionals. Would you be my co-author? Luckily he agreed and shared his own experience going through the branding process in that book. And then not, uh, not too long after that, about another year later, I said, would you like to be a partner in the company? And thank goodness he said yes to that. And so today we're more than business partners. We are life partners. Oh. And, um, and so, so it's just been an amazing, beautiful journey. We never, ever argue over business or pretty much anything. Uh, so nice. it's just yeah. been a match made in heaven. 
And uh, I wish he was here with me today, but um, but he might make a good interview for you guys, too. He could tell his side of the story. (laughs) Sounds fun. And you've touched a lot on this, but tell us a little bit more about Brandface, where the concept for that came from and how it helps business professionals. You've indicated how it helped Michael for sure. Does it work for every business? It works for every person who wants to be the face of their business. Um, So some people might look at it and say, well, I don't want to be in the forefront, right? I want to be in the background. I just want somebody else to run my company. I want, you know, and, and I understand that, you know, I, I do understand that for the way I look at it is this. And I I said this to a a lovely lady yesterday that I was talking to about joining our program. And she said, well, you know, my business, um, I don't know how to brand myself because I have two businesses over here. Now I've started a podcast and I really don't know how to do this. And I said, look, there's one thing you always need to remember. What came first, you or your business? Mm. And she said, I came first and I said, okay, there you go. Because that business would not exist without you, the story behind you, your values, your beliefs, and your drive and ambition, right? And so when we we share those things, and you know, I can share with you today how the story of Brandface came about and the real root of why I do what I do today. And that's, that's going to, make people more familiar with me. And if they're my ideal customer, the somebody I'm trying to attract, I will attract that person because of that story. So er, behind every business is a great story. And that story doesn't come just because, you know, out of thin air, um, logos and photos and brand messaging and all that doesn't create itself. It emanates from a human being. And that's where our mantra comes from. People don't do business with a logo. They do business with a person. Yeah. I hope I answered that question. So (laughs) I love that answer. So true. I'm very, very astute. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about how important personal branding is and how would someone go about doing it? Yeah. So, so we've really simplified the process on your end of things, you know, on the customer end of things, a client end of things, as far as brand face is concerned. And I, I like to take that approach. I like to say, okay, you know, the, this, you look out over the water and you see this beautiful swan and you just, it barely makes a ripple and it's just gliding across the, across the water ever so elegantly. But then you know that underneath the water, it's paddling like crazy, right? (laughs) So that's us underneath the water paddling like crazy for you. And you're on top of the water, just smooth sailing across it, right? That's how I I explain the journey. So the journey, as far as our clients are concerned, is simple. It's three it's three parts. It's what we call our 3D freedom formula, right? And it's called define, develop, and display. Underneath the water, we're looking at 77 different criteria when we personally brand somebody. Uh On the surface, you're looking at participating in three of those, right? So in Define, what we do is we look at, first of all, who it is you're trying to attract, because the number one mistake that most entrepreneurs make is they start marketing and they really don't know to whom they're speaking or what they're going to say to attract that person. You've got to know that. Yeah, exactly. You need to know exactly who you're trying to attract. Then the other thing is that we do in that defined phase is we look at all the things that are different, unique about you. So every human being has multiple points of differentiation. We don't have just one. 
So we look at all those things and we say, okay, which ones are super unique that would position you well in the space and also help you attract those people you're trying to attract. And then we position you in that space. So one of the ways we do that is to give you a brand identifier. And what we mean by that is it's like a tagline or a slogan and it sets the tone and it says right off the bat what you want to be known for. So I'll give you a, a couple of examples. My brand identifier is branding agent to business stars. It says what I am, right? I'm a branding agent. I help you with branding, right? I, and I guide you with branding. And then who do I do it for? Business stars. So, so that's a good indicator of what I do. If somebody only saw that now, of course, a brand identifier or tagline or slogan is never going to say everything, but it's a window to the soul. So if you think of your brand kind of like a book um, and your brand is like a book, it's your story, but you can't fit the entire story on the cover of the book. Nobody would read it, <laughs> but you can fit some of the elements of your brand, like your photo, maybe a beautiful background image, your logo with your brand identifier in it and, and a title. Those are the things that capture people's interest right away and get them to kind of decide, do I want to crack open this book? Do I want to learn more? Is there an initial fit here? And so that's kind of like the glimpse of the brand, right? So those are the things we do in the define phase. And it's really important. You asked me like, why is it so important? Be it's important that you know the story because people will do business with you if they know your why, if they're much more likely to do that than, oh, she owns a pizza shop. Why does she own a pizza shop? Maybe her family was from Italy and her great grandfather taught her how to make her own pizza dough from the time she was three. And since then she's created these different pizza sauces, right? So it that now, which story sounds better? Let's go to Tanya's pizza joint or let's go to Tanya's pizza joint. You, did you know that her great grandfather is from Italy and he taught her how to do these things, right? Yeah. So there's that yeah. allure of the story behind it. Wonderful. So, I love so that. So that's the story is everything, right? So that's what we do in the define phase. And then I'll be super quick on these next two, but the develop phase, we develop all the parts and pieces that go into your marketing, all the elements. So your logo, we help choose the brand colors. We help choose imagery like background images that will really resonate with what you stand for, with your audience, with, you know, think what you do. We um, take a look at uh, a photo shoot, making sure every client of ours has a professional photo shoot. We have a brand face stylist on staff who works with them to create that wardrobe, give them hair and makeup tips, get them ready for the photo shoot so they can come out with the image we're trying to portray for their personal brand. And so all of those, and, and most importantly, I should have led with this is that we create the brand messaging and that's the story. So we'll write things like the elevator pitch, that one sentence that basically says, this is who I, what I do and who I do it for and why it helps them, right. Or how it helps them. And then, um, things like signature sound bites, which is what, uh, something we coined that is basically just a, a, a series of bullet points that are highlights of your brand at a glance, your biography, which, pulls in part of your personal story, not just I worked for this company for five years and I left corporate America, I started my own thing and now I'm doing this. Why are you doing that? What 
or who in your life might have shaped you or influenced you in such a way that this is why you're doing what you're doing. And I imagine a lot of people haven't thought that deeply about it until you hit them with these questions. So very true. So very true. And, you know, speaking of the questions, we have like five very critical questions that every personal brand, every brand has to answer. It's who do you serve? Exactly who? How do you serve them? What qualifies you to serve them? How does it make their life better? And what makes you different from everyone else who's also trying to serve these same people? Those things are what we wrap into the story so that there's no question about whether you're a fit for somebody or that you're the only one that can possibly offer the solution, right? Um, And so the final phase is display. And I'm just going to make that super simple. We take all those elements and we put them together in beautiful designs and we make sure that there's consistency across the board. So when they go to your website, they don't see something different on Facebook or different on LinkedIn or different on YouTube. They're seeing the same look and feel and the same pointed message of what you stand for and what you do across all of those platforms down to your business card, your personalized thank you cards, everything that you do in terms of getting the message and image out there. Well, I think you may have answered most of my next question. Yes. I wanted to ask you the difference between business branding and personal branding and why Brandface, you've said what sets you apart, but how do you, what's your thing to grab people? So in terms of, okay, so I'll ask that or answer that in two parts because those are great questions. questions. The difference between business and personal branding is that a personal brand is you're telling a story of a human being and why they began a company and all the story behind that company, right? Um, Because it all started with the human being you know, it all, it all, it always does. The business brand is maybe a business has its own logo that would be separate from your personal brand logo, right? A lot of times it could, and the business, you know, has its own website. You might have your own personal brand re- website. Like I have a separate website from the Brandface site because oh. I, you know, I do various different things. I, I'm an author and a speaker. And so I put some of that on the personal site and then other things just for our clients on the brand face site. So there are, there are different things there, but they enter, they mesh together so very well that you really sometimes shouldn't be able to tell where one begins and the other ends or one ends and the other begins. <laughs> That's good because people need to know they're in the right place. Right. Right. They go and, looking. And, Exactly. And there's two things that really set us apart. Number one, we only do personal branding. If somebody comes to us and says, I don't want to be the face of my brand. I just want you to brand my pizza company or my, you know, um, whatever company. I just want you to do that. And, and we work only with individuals or, you know, sometimes couples, right. Who are the faces of that business. So, and that's to me, I I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to be the face of their business because at the end of the day, who has to answer for it? And, um, but I understand, I do understand somebody don't, you know, some people don't want to be out there in the world. The other thing that truly sets us apart is we call ourselves the most comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe. And that's really because we just look at um, 77 different criteria. We look very deeply into the story of the human being and how it impacts the business and the business's customers. And so we look at all of those things and we 
feel like we've built this awesome, super simple to execute system, but it's so comprehensive and every outcome is very unique because people are unique. You know, that leads me right into my next thought. How would personal branding affect someone's business growth? And then if you would, can you share some of your clients' experiences with us? Yeah, absolutely. So, so it affects the business growth because people have a personality and a human being to uh, to be familiar with. They know the story. So it's kind of like that description I gave you a little bit ago about a, a pizza shop owner, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I just see a pizza shop and I know, oh, well, they have good pizza, they're known for their deep dish pizza or whatever, that's great, right? But if I know the story behind it, it's like, I can't wait to go there. I wanna learn more about that. Can they teach me how to do that, right? Do they sell their pizza sauce on the side? Like what a cool story that is. So so it really impacts that in a huge way. And all of our clients have been able to see that impact. And I, I'll tell you, I could talk all day about this person um, tripled their income. This person, you know, was in real estate and this just happened this week. Uh, somebody just finished their brand and she got two new listings right away because of her brand listings She had never gotten before they totaled $6 million in value, right? Those wow. uh, about two, two and a half million dollar home and three and a half million dollar home right away. She got those. She will gladly tell you any any time that that was because of her new brand. So I could tell you a million stories like that, but I'm going to tell you my favorite part. My favorite part is watching the transformation of the individual that goes through this program. Because when you, when you first start, everybody that comes in is confident about the job that they do, right? This like, I'm good at this. I know I'm good at this. I really need to brand it. So the rest of the world sees me the way I deserve to be seen. And so I'm attracting the people that I'm trying to attract, but they, what happens is they go through it is that confidence grows so much. And I can't tell you that we, as we go through the process, there's one step in it called brand messaging reveal where I, you know, get on with them or some of my staff and we reveal their brand messaging where we've written their story. We've written their elevator pitch, those kind of things about 85% of the time, there are tears on that session Uh. because people will say to me, inevitably, they'll say, I, I want to know that person who is that person. And, and they just start laughing or they start crying because they say that's the first time I've ever realized how much I had actually accomplished, or I can't believe how you worked into how much my grandfather or my grandmother impacted my life. And I never realized until right now, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I get chills just talking about it right now. I wish you could see them, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because I get to experience that in our team, like everybody gets to experience that. And that individual transformation is, is worth more than all the gold. It truly is. Yeah, that's fabulous. And what would you say is the difference between branding and marketing? Oh, we simplified that one too, Kathy. Okay. So yeah. what, what? <laughs> and I like the simplified versions of it because it's just like, you might get a million different answers. It's like calling the IRS, right? <laughs> about branding and marketing, and you're going to get a million different answers. I like to look at it like this. 
Marketing is simply using various different marketing vehicles or channels or platforms like television ads, YouTube ads, Facebook ads, a billboard, postcards, you name it. Uh, a, it's a way to get a message or image out to your potential customers. Your brand is the image and message that goes into those marketing vehicles. So the brand is how do you want people to view you? How do you want them to feel about you? And if you have the opportunity to create and influence that, you know, that's what we do is we help people create that. How do you want to be seen? You know, what, what do you want the world to know about you? How would you like to be positioned in that space? in your space. And those are the differences. And to me, it, it, that's pretty simple way to understand it, I think. Are, are people who come to you clear about that? Do they know who they are? Most of the time they know who they want to be. They just have no idea how to get there. Um, sometimes they'll come in and, uh, and I've heard this quite a few times. I quote, I do not know what makes me different from everybody else who does what I do. We're all just trying to make a living. We all try to do it with integrity. We all do it with paying attention to detail, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so in that case, they don't really realize their own uniqueness. Um, so being able to help them see that because we always see it always and being able to help them see that is really a privilege. Yeah. Um, can you talk about some marketing failures that trace back to brand? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I Unfortunately, bet. <laughs> there, are, there are quite a few. So, you know, one, I think the biggest mistake people make is in trying to market, you know, before their brand is built. Um, because honestly, in, they hear from a lot of different branding and marketing gurus out there, hey, your customers are going to decide what your brand is. Just be yourself, right? They'll decide what, you know, what your brand is and how. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. And the reason I disagree with that is, yes, your customers at the end of the day are going to decide whether or not to do business with you, whether you're a fit for them. But they, it's, they cannot decide how you want to be perceived or how you are perceived in, in the world. You get to decide that. You get to create that. Why would you not take part and influence the way you come out in the world, the way you present yourself? And so to me, um, when people begin to market before they actually think about building that brand and creating that presence that they want, then they're just kind of doing what we call spray and pray, right? They're just slapping their logo and photo and, you know, maybe a, um, a tagline or something up on everything. And then it's just like, well, I hope that works. Right. <laughs> but they're not really thinking deeper about, okay, they're going to see that. What are they going to see? If they only see a few elements of the brand, let's just say we're sending out a postcard or put, or we're thinking about a billboard. You can't put everything on a billboard. You can just put a few words and an image and you're good to go. You've got to make sure that's compelling enough to grab somebody, at least to get their interest, to be intriguing. Because if it's intriguing enough, they will find you. They will seek you out. And you, when they do, that's where digital comes in, right? When they do... It had better be consistent. It had better say what you want to be known for uh, and tell your story and give them a very compelling reason to do business with you. <laughs> so, so there's, you know, there are a lot of mistakes that can be 
made in that arena. Um, another one is they push their profession instead of their purpose. Um, and a lot of times people will say, well, I am a consultant, a business consultant, you know, and I help entrepreneurs grow their business. Well, I could walk into a, a restaurant this weekend and I can find, I, I might run into two or three business consultants. Mm. So it's not enough to be known for your profession. You have to be known for being different in your profession. So what is that purpose? Who do you serve and how do you serve them? And answering those five questions again. And people do make that mistake quite a bit. They think, well, as long as I'm known as being a consultant, or as long as everybody knows I'm a real estate agent, or as long as everybody knows I'm a podcaster, what more do they need to know? Right. <laughs> they need to know a lot more than that. And then one more I'll toss your way is they settle for ditto instead of different. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that, you know, that happens a lot when you, when you're looking at somebody and this, this happens a whole lot. Somebody in an industry will look and say, oh, I really love how that person brands themselves. I really like their logo. It looks super sleek. It looks modern. I really want a brand like that. And then they'll start mimicking some of the things they do in their marketing. And that's, that never works. It never works because you're not them and they're not you. And a logo is just one piece of, that's one marketing element of many that make a brand. A brand is a whole ecosystem. So when you try to be like everybody else, when you try to ditto it <laughs> instead of being different, <laughs> um, then that's, that can lead to big failure and I a lot of wasted that. money. Uh, I, I, yeah. I love that you said a brand is an entire ecosystem. Absolutely. It is. And I was going to ask you more about the three D's. I think you pretty much covered it, but did you want to elaborate any more of the three D's? You know, um, not particularly other than just to say, just think of it as a simplistic kind of thing. You define who you are, what sets you apart and who you want to attract. You develop all the things that help you to get that message and image out to the world. And then you display that everywhere. And it's a very simplistic way of looking at it. You know, we do all the hard work behind all of that, but as far as the client is concerned, they're just coming in like the swan, just landing very gracefully. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I think you answered the question I have too, which is the main critical elements missing from most personal brands and the biggest mistakes they make. Um, and what they're doing wrong. Would you care to elaborate more on that? Um, I, I'll add one more for sure. And that's, they leave the personal stuff out. Right. And I'm not talking about, you know, sharing your divorce information and all of that kind of stuff. Nobody needs to know any of that stuff, unless it's pertinent to your story, unless you are doing a podcast about it or you're a coach for divorces or something like that, where that really, you know, or it impacted you in such a way that that's actually what helped you launch your business. Right. But we, you know, we're not talking about dirty laundry. We're talking about a really nice personal story, the personal elements of you. Like when we first got on this call before we went live, you mentioned, Hey, I saw you on a paddleboard, right? Mm -hmm. And I got that about paddleboard for my birthday last weekend and went to Virginia and got on the water with it. And thank goodness I didn't fall off of it on video because I assure you it would have ended up on social media. <laughs> you yeah. you looked yeah. like an expert. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. It was that's that's called editing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. But that see, that was one of the first things you mentioned when we get on this call, right? It wasn't how long have you had your company and you know those kind of things, which are important and they're great. I love those questions, great conversation. But a lot of times people are going to start with something on the personal side of things. And no matter how small or how big that is, a lot of like when 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 we go to do a speaking engagement, a lot of times I'll end it by asking them, okay, what do you guys in here remember most about me? And nine times out of 10, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be number one, you sold vacuum cleaners door to door because nobody can believe it. <laughs> not everybody does that. And number two is you were raised in a moonshine um, industry. You, you were. were. Like, Talk about that. <laughs> in, yeah. In, in North Georgia, uh, which is where I am right now, in a small town called Dawsonville, it's known as the moonshine capital of the world. It's actually where NASCAR also got its start, stock car racing, all those years ago. There's actually a photograph out there that nobody can produce except for people in Dawsonville that shows A models racing in an open field. And that was the beginning of the racing industry. Wow. And the reason it came about was the moonshiners made their cars go faster and faster, put bigger motors in them, right? And, and then they thought, well, when we're not running liquor, as they called it, why don't we just go race somewhere? And that's how the racing industry got started. So Didn't know that I thought you were going that. to say they put moonshine into the the gas tank. So it was a Some lot of them of, probably did. A lot of <laughs> I don't know how that racing. affected the car the next four days, but <laughs> probably did. No must doubt. Have been a lot of drunk people racing. There were a lot of drunk people, and you know, leads me into a. a a very interesting part of the story of how Brandface came about, actually, which is funny that you say that because that is actually what led to this company. And I didn't really realize that until just a few years ago, because I always thought, well, it comes from vacuum cleaners. I had to present myself in a different way. Then when I got to the radio world, I saw that these, you know, very successful people were the face of their company. And that all made sense. But just a couple of years ago, I I really was faced with, I was writing my dad's memoir and, and his memoir comes from, he was raised by two alcoholic parents. And then he eventually became an alcoholic and an addict. Mm -hmm. And uh, so many people throughout our family did, it's become kind of a joke over all these years, sort of, it's like, okay, well, you know, like over half the family is alcoholics or addicts anyway. Right. <laughs> and they're wonderful people. Absolutely wonderful. But they got stuck in a time frame where they were in a small town. That was the industry. That's what you did. And it perpetuated itself. Right. Yeah. And they're wonderful human beings. But even as a kid, I was different. I was, I was annoyingly different because <laughs> I would question and say, why are they making that choice? It was quite judgmental as a kid, right? You know, why are they making that choice? That's a very bad choice. You know, why, why do they choose to go drinking instead of spending time with their family or do drugs instead of going to school? And, you know, and then it dawned on me just a few short years ago that sometimes, many times, the only difference between a young person waiting on the next drug deal and one heading off to college with a bright future is self-worth. It's yeah. really just seeing what is special and unique about them, not only accepting it, but embracing it and sharing it with the world. And when you don't see that, you go a different direction. You are led into bad choices, right? And I told my dad, 
when I was in college and he was, you know, pulling one of his stunts one time, I say, dad, you know, it's all about choices. And he remembered that. And so, so ever since that time, he has occasionally brought up to me, you know, honey, it's all about choices. And so <laughs> that is on the back of his book. Uh -huh. um, so it's that to me, that's when I really realized that's the root of it. That's where it all came from because I've always hoped and wanted and desired for people to see the very best in themselves. And Brandface gives me the opportunity to help people do that. And so Great. that is the core of where it came from. Great. And Tanya, you have a daughter, we hear. And how difficult was it to navigate parenting along with running a successful business? Yeah, great question. I actually have a daughter and a son, and they oh, are oh. 27 and 25 now. Oh. Um, and uh, it, it's always hard. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, would, I could make it all sound roses and, you know, and daisies here, but it's not. Um, they're wonderful children, and they were as easy to raise as any two children could possibly be. But when you are burning the candle at both ends and in the middle, it's hard to stop what you're doing and be present. And, you know, that's I think that every entrepreneur who is a parent or who has family members that maybe they're taking care of, you know, that that's a very difficult thing to master. And I can never say that I mastered it. Um, I spent a lot of time with my kids. And when I look back, I wish I'd done even more. I do. I, there's always more that you feel like you could have done as a mother. Yeah. Mm. Well, have yeah. you taught them to paddleboard? No, no. They're in Ohio right now, but they're coming to meet me in Virginia sometime soon. And I will be teaching them how to paddleboard. <laughs> Good and thing. by that time, hopefully, you know, there'll be no falling off and I can teach them with some integrity. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell one thing we haven't really spoken about is your podcast. Please talk about it. Called It's called Be Bold Branding. Yes. Be Bold Branding is where we interview bold personal brands, right? And, and one of the things we started doing several years ago, we started ending all of our webinars and our podcasts with be bold. Prosperity favors the bold, so be bold. That's Michael's signature statement. He started all of that. And I thought, wow, that's great, actually, because one of the things that holds people back is they're quite timid about putting themselves out there. And when our uh, podcast first started, we called it Fearless Friday because, and we would do things like hang glide or do something crazy, you know, for but just teaching people do what's against your nature, you know, because it's going to be all right. You can put yourself out there and you'll attract the people you're meant to attract. And the other ones can just go away. Right. <laughs> so we were trying to teach that courage through that. And then over time, it's like, well, it really doesn't fit the narrative of what we do as well as be bold branding. So let's teach them how to like embrace what they are, who they are, their specialness, their uniqueness and be bold about it. And so we interview, um, we do two podcasts a week. One is with a guest and we interview really great, bold personal brands, people whose personal brand is probably more well-known than their business brand, or at least as well-known. And, um, and then the other one is we do a solo, um, a podcast where it's just Michael and I kind of giving some tips and advice and teaching things like, you know, the six ways personal branding can go all wrong and things like that and educating people. Great. Sounds yeah. wonderful. Can you talk about how Brandface helps your clients and communities beyond the personal branding? 
Yes. Um, and actually there's a huge philanthropic element to being a, a well-known personal brand. As a well-known personal brand, you will get calls from your community saying, hey, can you come speak about this? Or can you be a guest at this? Or we'd love to have you be a judge at this or things like that, because you're more of like a local celebrity, you know, uh -huh. in a sense, right? And so you'll get some of those things. And one of the most beautiful things about that is charities will call you and ask you for, hey, can you help promote us? Can you donate something? Can you? And that gives you an opportunity to give back in a bigger way. Now, of course, you can not be a huge personal brand and still do all those things. But a lot of times if you are, they'll reach out to you and, and it just, it's a win-win situation. Um, and, and the reason that is, is, you know, I've had I, one of the greatest conversations I ever had with a client came several years ago and she said, I do not want to promote anything about charities on my Facebook page because I don't want people to think that I am using charities to grow my business. And I said, now, hold on just a minute. Let me teach you something here, because I had been at that time in the media world for about 25 years. And I said, I have met with CEOs and board members and presidents of charities for many years. And the one thing they need is somebody like you because they don't have huge budgets to operate with. They don't have, and they rely on influencers and people like you in the community to spread their good word. So when you post something about them, don't talk about, look how great I am. I just gave $5,000 to this charity. It's not what it's about. It's like, I love this charity. I support them for these reasons. You should consider supporting them too. Look what they've done today. Right. And so you highlight them instead of highlighting yourself completely turned everything she thought around. And as a result, she kept getting invited to charity things. And, and she was very well known as being a very, a person of great contribution and a, a very kind person. Help them brand themselves. It so really wonderful. does. I mean, it, it's just, there's so many things that emanate from a well done personal brand that I, we could be on the phone. We could be here for another four hours and we wouldn't go through it all. It's, that's what I love about it. I've been taking notes. Thank you. Let me know what, what you love the best. <laughs> oh, all of it. Um, what would you like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? I think more than anything, um, just realize that I don't care what your journey is. I don't care, um, you know, what other people think of you. I care what that you realize that there's something very unique and very special about you and that there are there are things that you can do to present that to the world. If if you are if you're feeling negativity coming back at you, you're presenting yourself the wrong way. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because you haven't figured out how to present yourself in a way that people understand. And, um, and, and just noticing, you know, that, that life, life can be very negative. It can flat out suck sometimes. Right. But we have to embrace our uniqueness in this world. And when we do that, magical things happen. Oh, thank you so much. Our guest today on Late Boomers has been Tanya Eberhardt, co-host of the podcast Be Bold Branding and founder of Brandface, the only personal branding company across the globe designed to help business professionals stand out, outmarket, and outsell their competition through the power of personal branding. You can find Tanya at 
brandfacestar.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-F-A-C-E-S-T-A-R.com and Facebook. And you can find her books on Amazon. Thank you so much, Tanya. This has been great. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. Honored to be here. Thanks very much. And we want to encourage our listeners to follow us on Instagram at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins and on our Late Boomers Instagram. If you have a contact for someone you'd like us to feature on Late Boomers, please drop us a line on our website, lateboomers.biz. Thanks again, Tanya, so much. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million-dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.